facility. So, yeah, look at that. so it's got to be a Facebook thing then, I'm, I would imagine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, oh, deep everybody. Good wow. Morning. 40 people already. Well, people are up and ready. Uh, well, all right. We, I apologize. First off, everybody, if they were on Facebook, now we switched over to Periscope. We don't know why Facebook kept flipping the image on us. I don't know. First, we had Skype. But what Could this get any worse this morning? That's the question. Isn't it always like this? No, actually, I mean, things have been pretty, pretty good. Besides, you know, our usual garage band, things have been pretty smooth. But this morning, uh, uh, the chipmunk, yeah. Yeah, Andre was on Skype, sounded like a chipmunk, which we don't know why. So here we go, finally. Ah, thanks for joining us. FT After Hours, live on Periscope. Uh, as you can see, I'm the only one here with, with uh, 900 gadgets in front of me. Um, so, joining us today, Andre Russo. Good morning. David Vindenstall. What up? Which I haven't talked to you for a little while, so how's things going over there? No snow or anything yet? No snow yet. Uh, it's, uh, it's going pretty good, though. Yeah? It's, uh, the weather's been awesome. I love the autumn. It's it, so nice with it, the colors and everything. Uh-huh. And you can actually wear clothes and regulate your body temperature. <laughs> uh, it's starting to cool off down here, and I ate it. I've been wearing it. I wore a jacket all last week, basically at work, and I'm like, I'm hating it already. Just hate it. Really? Yeah. So. Oh, no, it's good. But, yeah, you're outside all the time. I just choose when I go outside. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, we could talk about a million things. I got a list of stuff I want to talk about. But I think what we're going to do today, because it's such a hot topic and it is just seems like it's blowing up all over the place, is the new GoPro Karma versus the new DJI Mavic. And that's all I've been reading, talking about. It's huge. So I don't, I don't know where we want to start. Maybe we'll just go start with the GoPro Karma and we'll go down through the list. We'll talk about what we like, what we don't like, kind of compare them. Now, I have to say right off the bat, I'm only can go off of stuff I've been seeing, reading, you know, videos. I know Flight Test has a Mavic here. Well, it's actually not here because I looked for it and I figured it wasn't going to be here for the weekend because somebody probably took it home and was flying the daylights out of it. <laughs> yep. But, you know, watch their videos. So I think we kind of can gather a you know enough information that we can maybe form an opinion andre you may or may not have some experience behind a, a p4 so i don't know maybe you know you can throw some input <laughs> at us <laughs> um yeah can can i tell a story before we start? absolutely you go for it i'm ready okay so i'll put you in a better mood okay uh, from all this gadget good malfunction okay so, being really stereotypical, uh, we went to Ikea and ate some meatballs. <laughs> Normal stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah, just, it's really good. It's the exact same meatballs that you get um, as school food in Sweden. Okay. Which is awesome. Yeah. I love it. Um, just, yeah, uh, sitting there and eating, and I had the normal potatoes, the boiled potatoes, and it's one kind of hard, and... I put pressure on it, and it shot into my lap. And all the sauce and uh, lingonberry and everything, it just went right in my private areas. Okay. Uh, so I'm like, oh, man. And it was, I was wearing, you know, like, uh, 
brownish pants. Uh-huh. So, uh, so it showed up pretty good. I'm like, oh man. Uh, so, okay. So uh, I went to the bathroom <laughs> and started washing off my uh, my pants, and, and it was all good. No one was there. Uh, all empty. <laughs> but after washing off, like there's my pants looked so wet, really, really bad. Like some looked like an accident happened. I'm like, oh man, this is even worse. Um, oh, there's a hand dryer. <laughs> so I start Uh-oh. the hand dryer and stand there with my uh, private thing in the stream there, <laughs> like the crotch area, <laughs> drying off. And it's pretty loud. And then, uh, oh man, it's just like a movie. A guy walks in through uh, the door. Uh huh. <laughs> we make nice oh, good no. eye contact for a oh, couple no. seconds. And I'm like, ah, oh, it sucks having kids. <laughs> and then I walked out. <laughs> so he thought you had a kid and it spilled something all over you. Yeah. Oh my that's, gosh. That's, that's what I went with. Um, <laughs> So that was it. Now that, I think so. Now that you say that, I heard, a, and this wasn't me, but this is somebody else, and I heard this story um, from a couple people, so it must be pretty true. Uh, a guy went in, went to the bathroom, and wasn't real good. It was pretty bad. So he kind of had to come out, wash his backside in the sink, and luckily nobody <laughs> was there, so he comes out, pants off, Washes his backside, gets it all cleaned up. Well, it's the same thing. He was in there. It was one of those restrooms with no paper towels or anything. <laughs> so the, the only thing they had was the hand dryer. So there he is, pants down the angles, butt in the air, hot air blowing on his butt, trying to dry off. And here come walked somebody into the bathroom. And there he is with his butt in the air, drying it off. And the guy looks at him and turns right back around and walks right back out. <laughs> Uh, oh man! Yeah, um, your microphone's doing something weird, Chris. I, I know. Yeah, I just you're... heard it. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I don't want to touch anything. I don't want to move. It stopped. I think we're okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. Back to the new drones, I guess. Um, yep. All right. Let's start with the Karma. Uh, we knew it was coming. They've been talking about it for what? At least probably a year. I'm guessing. Yeah, at least. So they finally announced it. It comes out. Um, it seemed to be a lot of people pretty excited about it. And I was kind of on the fence, you know, seeing what they were going to do. We've heard some mixed, you know, kind of uh, things of what they were going to do and what they were going to put in it and everything. Uh, so it finally comes out. We see it. It's pretty small. It's compact. It has its own remote. Um, you know, it looks pretty good. I was like, ah, yeah, this, this thing could be good. But as, you know... I think, see if you guys agree with me, I think GoPro kind of screwed up a little bit, is they kind of released it, and they were kind of quiet about some of the specs and what it was really going to do and everything, so everybody was speculating, and I think that was bad. I think they should have came right out, put it in the hands of a lot of people, um, and and been right up front with everything it can do and the specs and everything, and I think it would have went a little bit better. But they were just kind of you know showing videos and stuff and and not really revealing a whole lot till a little bit later. So what it boils down to, um, let's see, it's foldable, weighs about thirty five ounces, ten inch props, uh, run about thirty five miles an hour, uh, streams to the controller in seven twenty p. 
the the thing I think that's going to hurt them, and I could be wrong. Uh, you're talking seven ninety nine without a camera. Now there are a ton of GoPros out there, so I guess the good thing is if you have, and I think it has to be a Hero Four or or yep. higher, um, you can use your own camera, buy the drone for seven ninety nine, and you're good to go. I think that's the, kind of maybe their their thing, or, or, or if you don't want to spend you know somewhere around a grand or whatever that might be the good option for you i'm tr- i'm trying to figure out where this karma drone fits in with everything i i really think um david would if see if you agree that it's going to be more for the action sport oriented type person you know what i mean not somebody looking yeah. to get that fantastic shot uh it's you know trying to get this cinema t- uh top yeah cinema t- uh, I can't even talk. <laughs> cinematography, yeah. cinematography uh, shot, uh, and you know, and and really put a lot of work in it. Somebody who's has it in the backpack, pulls the thing out, throws it in the air, chases them around, or whatever they're doing. Then they can set it down. We'll talk about. You can pull out uh, the uh, camera and the and put it on a uh, handheld gimbal and take it around. You can strap it onto the backpack. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do with it. Explain that a little bit closer so people understand that. Okay. That's a major feature of it. It is. Now, one thing that is cool, and I have to give them 100% credit on this, it is a fantastic idea. And <clears throat> I know, like, um, oh, I think it was Unique had the, the first idea where the camera was actually detachable, comes off. So this is going to have a gimbal that <clears throat> goes right into the front of the drone. It, like, pushes in, you twist locks, and you're... you're uh, brushless gimbals right on the front with your GoPro. So if you're done flying and you want some more action or you're on the ground, you, you know, do whatever you want to do, you twist lock, pull that out, and then it comes with an actual handheld um, uh, where the gimbal goes into, kind of like a DJI uh, Osmo. So you pull that out, uh, put it into the handle, twist lock it, and then now you have a handheld gimbal with, the, with your GoPro on it, which is a great is idea. Is that included? It is included. Yes. Yep. Nice. So you know you're probably getting a you know, two three hundred dollar handheld gimbal coming with it. So that definitely is a big plus. The cool thing is they have a special backpack for this thing too. You know, uh, comes with it. Everything packs in everything. It, the cool thing is is you can, from my understanding, you can actually clip that handheld gimbal on the front of the backpack. So say you're getting on a mountain bike or something, you got your backpack on. You can just strap your gimbal right on the front of that backpack, and now you got a brushless gimbal on the front that's going to get some nice steady footage for you while you're riding your mountain bike or a motorcycle or whatever. So it, that's on the strap, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. So it definitely has some pluses with it. Um, one thing I'm not 100% sure is I know they're claiming somewhere around one kilometer range or somewhere around a th- uh, 3,000 feet, which doesn't sound bad on paper because really a lot of people aren't going to fly too much farther than that, I don't think. I think they updated it to three kilometers. Oh, they did? Max. Yeah, according to, I'm reading a review on it. Okay. I think they updated that. Oh, so maybe they had it wrong initially. I don't... It was definitely posted on their website, mm-hmm. and now it says up to three kilometers instead of max distance at least one mile, or at least 0.62 miles. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then then th- we shouldn't have any issues with that, because <clears throat> my thing was, 
you know, when you're flying these things and say you got, just say it does have a th- uh, somewhere around a 3,000 foot range. If you're in around anything, trees or whatever, you're never going to get that out of it. You know, I've even experienced that with the, the, the Phantom 3, you know, out of the box, depending on where you're, unless you're completely on flat ground, you're kind of elevated up, you're never going to get the full range out of them, never. Yeah, it's, yeah, penetration is not good then. Yes, yeah. So if they updated that and you're getting that kind of range out of it, then you should have no problems whatsoever, and I, I take back that statement on range. Um, uh, the other cool thing I do like about it, uh, you don't need a phone. You don't need a tablet. You don't need a phone. Everything is right there on the controller. It seems to be, from what I can see in the videos I watch, a nice, compact uh, little controller with a touchscreen. Um, and the, the other thing that's cool, uh, they have a passenger app that you can download. And what's cool about that, David, is anybody around you can tap on that app and control, not only watch what you're, you're seeing, you know, through the camera, but they actually can control your GoPro as you're flying. So it's almost like a second Ooh. controller. So that's another thing okay. that, uh, I think that's pretty cool. That's that is pretty cool. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about some of the features. Now, there is no follow me like uh, DJI's had for for a little while on the Phantom 4. Uh, But what they do have, they have what they call uh, like a cable cam. um, uh, Same thing, you know, where it's it's on a steady, uh, complete shot. Am I explaining this okay? Yep. Okay, just wondering. Yeah, so so far, yeah. Um, They have a selfie mode. Uh, which is basically you set it up, hit selfie mode, and it um, climbs out and goes away from you. Now, the funny thing was, a couple of videos I seen was after it does the selfie mode and it's coming back to you, a lot of the people said you really got to watch out because sometimes, you know, depending on how many satellites it's picking up or whatever, it has the potential to come back and hit you. <laughs> so, awesome feature. Yeah, so that, <laughs> that didn't sound... Uh, um, Real good. Hey, and the other thing, while we're talking about GPS, and I, I, I can't seem to find the answer to this, and maybe it is out there, and some if, if anybody knows, let us know. I'm still not 100% sure whether it has full GPS and GLONASS or if it's just GPS. I haven't found that information out. And if it's just G- GPS, that's a, that's a big kind of bummer, you know? Mm, yeah, not, I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, let's see. They also have orbit mode, which uh, that's, you know, generally you pick a subject and you can orbit around it. It also has a, a cool feature that um, is called reveal. Now, if anybody has watched the movies or whatever and you're panning on a shot and the camera's pointed down, you can hit reveal and the camera will slowly pan up on your shot which is pretty cool. You can do that manually too, but you know, sometimes if you're trying to fly the drone and you're trying to, uh, Andre, you probably know, you got the camera pointed down, you're trying to fly through something or near something, and then you're trying to can, pan the camera up at the same time. Sometimes yeah. it's, it's a little difficult. So that's pretty cool. Nice backup shot, yeah. Yeah. That'd be pretty <clears throat> yeah. Um, some things I'm not liking a lot. First of all, like we just said, we're not 100% sure if it has GLONASS. Um, with it so if it doesn't that um you know that would put me off right away because there's a lot of times when you're out and if it just has regular gps you might only be picking up maybe six seven satellites and i think depending on where you're flying that could be bad 
range, we just talked about range. If, if they up the range, we're good with that. The other thing I'm not quite sold on, and I, I understand their thinking and, on building it and why they did it, but the brushless gimbal is way out front in this thing. And David, I don't know if you've really looked at it that close, but that thing is sticking really far out front. And I think yep. potentially, even though from everybody that's seen it or had their hands on it, they said the the gimbal is built like a tank. It is really solid. Um, but the potential for crashing or hitting something, you know, if, if you do run into trouble, I, that could be the first thing that's going to break. And then, you're, you know, you're c- kind of screwed. Yeah, I think they put it there so they can fold up, fold up the landing gear and not get the props uh, in the shot. That's probably 100% why they did that. So I can't see, you know, I see why they did that. But we'll talk about the Mavic. They kind of did the same thing, but a little bit better. So we'll, we'll talk about that here in a minute. The only other thing that I have a gripe with that I know a lot of people do with the GoPros uh, is, you know, when you're out filming something is the fisheye look. So you got to have some kind of software or a program or something. And you pro- guys probably know more about that because I don't really even own a real GoPro. Uh, but you, you can set the GoPro at different uh, yeah. angles. In It uses different parts of the sensor mm-hmm. to get a narrower view. So you can do that in camera as well. Yeah, particularly on the new, uh, particularly in the new models too, David. They've uh, they've addressed that. Yeah, so it's a little bit better than the super fish eye view. Uh huh. So, just running through a little bit of the specs, Andre. Tell me your thoughts, your feelings. I'm sure you've watched the videos when it first came out. What do you think? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My social media was inundated. Actually, I was asked a lot uh, earlier this week uh, what I thought, and uh, I guess. My viewpoint is if you already own a, uh, a GoPro camera, you know, a 5, a 4, or a Session, and you're looking for a platform, well, you may have found it. Um, whether it lives up to uh, expectations or not, I don't know. But I like I like where they're going with both sets of remotes already. And we'll talk about, the, obviously, the DJI remote after. But, um, uh, you know, having something that you don't have to necessarily have your phone out or, like you said, having an option to have the second pilot or even better, you probably can just use your phone to, you know, do your Facebook stream, your live streamings and not have your, your device tethered to the remote like you've experienced, Chris, Yes, is a really nice thing. Um, so it's kind of just having a dedicated display, which I guess they should have been there. Um, I'd be concerned about the range limitations and the 2.4 because I know when I fire up in this area, I get warnings all the time. So, um, you know, if you're looking at a limited device, uh, I'm trying to find another shot of the remote. Uh, I didn't really see any exposed antennas on that thing. So No, there wasn't. Um, it's pretty so. self-contained, you know, so that's why I'm, you know, I guess we'll just have to see once people get it in their hands and, and see what kind of range they're getting out of it. You know, like anything else, I'm sure there's going to be people out there that's going to be making some aftermarket antennas for it. And I, I actually love the remote. It looks great, compact, and I, I love the flip-up screen. The screen is actually yeah. on the top. It's a touch screen. It looks great. Question, you know, and the other question is, how's it going to do in, in you know, sunlight? Um, but I love the remote. I, I, they did a fantastic yeah. job with that. Well, it looks like something you could just close up and throw in the bag with the drone and not worry about, you know, are my gimbals going to get, you know, are the, the you know, the thumb controls going to get hung up on something? You know, do I have to put it in a special spot and make sure it doesn't get banged around or nothing? So, right. 
it's got uh, it looks like it's got a lot of potential from uh, from that standpoint. So I guess yeah, if I was a person who who had a you know couple GoPros and mm-hmm. and, uh, and I needed something, well, I might I might consider this. Um, but again. You know the the flip point is you know if I'm if I'm looking for a mobile platform I probably could build something or find something else that I could throw my GoPro on just as easily so mm-hmm. um, you know so it's uh, it's definitely they're definitely feeding into a particular market I feel uh, I agree. and so we're probably we're probably going to see a lot of more aerial traffic come spring next year so I I, I, I this is probably going to be the hot you know you know under the tree items this year I suspect yeah and. You know, GoPro has such a huge following, you know, in the action yeah. sports. You know, everybody knows GoPro. They're everywhere, you know, from motocross, whatever it is. They're, they're just everywhere. So, you know, I, I think, you know, if, like you said, if you got a camera and people are like, hey, I already got a camera or, or whatever, or hey, I'm in, I'm in the market to get a, a GoPro 5 and use it for other things, you know, besides that. But now I can, you know, get a drone and, and also fly around and film other things. So... I, yeah, so I think now, it's going to sell for sure. Yeah, so now all it has to do is it has to prove itself. It has to right. prove that you know the craft itself has to show it's worthy. And I, I've I've only really seen a few quick demos, and uh, this is where, like you said, DJI just flooded the test environment. All like yeah. uh, my you know my my YouTube homepage was just flooded with people who got their hands yes. on the DJI to test and I've only seen one test from the uh, from the GoPro yeah so yeah and we're going to talk about that here in a little bit more now what yeah. David what do you think about price do you think they're a little high or you, I, I have a feeling somewhere around Christmas we might even see this price maybe come down a little bit so you're talking seven oh, nine. I think so I really do I you know 799 w- without a camera and and it's uh, right around a thousand dollars U.S. here uh, with the new GoPro Five, I believe it is. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Uh, yeah, especially if seven ninety nine. If you already have a GoPro Four, mm-hmm. it's not. It's not terribly bad. Yeah, but I just man, I don't like it at all. Like, Why? It looks like it's. Uh, it looks like it was something that should have been released a year or two ago it's mm-hmm. just the the props like mm-hmm. they just look old gws orange <laughs> props ish right like and the the design of the body and just it looks cheap to me yeah and i i had did hear about that on a couple of videos some of the guys said it does kind of feel a little plasticky almost kind of toyish you know yeah i bet because i mean i don't I don't know. It's just, it's not elegant in any way. It's just, yeah. and it's, I don't know. It's does just, it re- there's nothing new with it no, either. No, no. Does it, it remind you of the solo? Oh, yeah. It does. <laughs> it does remind me of the solo. I didn't even want to bring that up, but yes, it does. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, a year ago, sure, fine. Then it would have felt okay. But now it just feels old already mm-hmm. to me. It's just, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I would, I'm, I would not buy it. Personally. I guess. I guess the big question is going to be: Is okay? They got their test unit out here, their first run of it. Are they going to stick with it and go? Okay, th- this is this is what we learned. This is what we can improve improve on. This is what people liked and didn't like, and we can make it better. And 
go from there and come out with version two, say next year and, and ramp this thing up a little bit. So it doesn't feel like it's dated or I hate to say this, is it going to be like the solo where it was hyped up so much like this is going to be the DJI killer and the solo came out and they had so many problems and so many issues with it that now I seen a solo on Best Buy for like $300 brand new. Wow. Really? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. So that's the big, big question. Are they going to, you know, keep improving this, give us updates, uh, you know, make it better, you know, go with the version two. That's the big question, I think. And, you know, I'd hate to buy one of these and in a year from now, it's basically what you have is what you get. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, I don't understand why they're moving into this market at all. I agree. I totally agree. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And they should have put more effort into making the cameras better again. Yeah. Form factor and quality and all that. Because now it feels like the GoPro 5, there's hardly any improvement at all. Right. And it, to me, this is just a personal opinion, but it almost seems like DJI came out with like, what was it, the Phantom 2 or whatever, and the big selling point you know you had your gopro camera and you know your dji drone well then dji kind of went you know what screw you gopro we're going to start making our own stuff you know and came out with the the phantom threes with their you know their own good cameras and everything and then gopro almost seemed like well screw you dji we're going to make our own drone (laughs) yeah that went well yeah and honestly i don't think at this point you know DJI is so far into this and they're so far advanced and they're like they're probably already working on stuff for two years down the road that's probably going to blow our mind it's going to be hard to try to catch up with them because you know just like the karma they've probably been working on this for two years and I bet they'd have something and, and be like hey we got it this is great well then DJI come out with something they're like damn it we're screwed now we got to go back and try to put this into it you know what I mean yeah, as I was just yeah, there's I don't know their stock went down six percent. Yeah, uh, the the day Mav- Mavic was released. Yeah, I I seen that, and I I hate to keep harping on it. again. I think they're going to sell a ton of these. I really do. Um, yeah, I bet. But you know, we'll we'll have to see down the road what what happens with it. So, any, any other thoughts on it or anything? I mean, I especially without really seeing it and flying it, I. You know, I'm really basically just going off of everything people I've talked to in the videos I've watched and everything. Yeah, likewise. So I do like that you get the handheld gimbal. Yeah. Uh, accessory that that is yeah. a big plus. I would love DJI to do that with uh, some of their stuff. Why they don't? If they did, they would just flatten. Yeah. GoPro. Right. Like if they did a an action camera. Right. Well, not with sound, please. With sound, yes. yeah, with sound. I know, big gripe, no sound. Andre's, that's Andre's big gripe about the DJI's. Yes. Yeah. Well, actually, if they did that something like that, they would have to have sound. Obviously, you know. Yeah. Uh, yep. Trying to think if there's anything else. I think that pretty much covers uh, everything with the the Karma. Anything else you guys wanted to add on that? Mm, no, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Again, I don't really own a real GoPro. I've used them. Um, so, David, what 
don't you like about the new, you know, uh, Hero 5 or even maybe the Session 5 or whatever? Is there's just... Um, the GoPro 5 uses the exact same uh, sensor and they didn't... I'm not sure if it uses the same umbrella chip as well. I didn't look into that. But the image quality is exactly the same. And the the only thing they did is made it waterproof from the start. They like designed right. it in, which they already did with the cheapest line last year. Mm-hmm. And I just... Uh, there's they have voice control for it, which is a software thing, which they could add to their old cameras if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. They like the only thing they improved upon was more or less just the mics. Huh. It's just because they, they had to make that waterproof, I guess, hey. Yeah, and they they move them around so they have more of them, and they it automatically adapts to the one that has the best sound. Which is kind of clever. But then they just mashed in things to automatically upload to your cloud and uh, and you can share it straight from the GoPro. Okay. Which is just, um, yeah, it's good for, yeah, the the lower end consumers or like the the people just want to share stuff, I guess. But yeah, for... You'd you'd rather shed the weight, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. Shed the weight and change the form factor. Like really, I agree. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a, that's about it. Yeah, it's just I was so unimpressed by it. Mm. But on the other hand, I don't feel bad about having my fours left, so that's good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. You know, it's uh, it's you you pick up a piece of kit and you're and then the next roll one rolls out and you kind of go, oh, I'm still satisfied with what I got. So it's kind yeah, of a nice that, win. <laughs> yeah. For us. Yeah. That's. The few uh, victories yeah, we get. Yeah, I'm just thinking if you scratch that lens, you're kind of, I don't know how you change that. Like, because oh, it's sealed case. Good yeah. point. Oh, I so, didn't think I have that. No, uh, no clue. No clue. Hmm. Um, okay, anyway, uh, on to the Mavic. All right. Mavic. Now, f- first thing I want to point out, and Andre already mentioned it, <clears throat> I mean, <laughs> DJI knows how to market. Like, you know, they've, they've, shown little bits and pieces about it. And the funny thing was, as soon as the, the uh, GoPro Karma was announced, DJI put out kind of some teasers. And we knew a few days later <laughs> it was coming out. Whether this was planned, I don't know. But what they yeah. did, which is absolutely brilliant, is they sent a ton of these things out to people. I mean, a ton of them. Yeah. seemed like everyone. when it was announced, everybody already flew it and knew everything about it, which kind of blew my mind. I was like, wow, because I don't know if they've really ever done that before. So people that already had an idea. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. So the Karma's announced, and first thing right off the bat that really blew, kind of blew my mind was how small this thing really is you know, and compact and the foldability of it. I, I couldn't believe you could literally, if you have a big pocket, fit this thing inside your pocket. Unbelievable. Can you describe how, just so people that are listening and don't have access to a computer at the moment, yep. how does the how does the GoPro Karma look and how does the Mavic look? As far as like folded up or? Uh, just in general, folded and like... Um, design wise like what's the um, how do they look well like, 
they both, to me personally, and Andre, you can kind of jump in here too. I think they both yep. kind of look good. Uh, the Karma, I think it's it's a good looking machine. Like I said, the only thing that kind of got me a little bit, it looks a little bit more plasticky and a little bit more kind of toyish. But I think the design's pretty good. But what I will say with the Maverick on how they design it to fold up is again brilliant the top how does that work the top arms uh it's it's kind of like a small rectangle actually i'll give you the dimensions it's 198 millimeters long it's only 83 millimeters high and only 83 millimeters wide that's it so it's like that's amazing yes it's like a small box of kleenexes when it's uh to or tissue when you uh yes when it's all folded up yes and we're where the karma the Karma folds, but it's yes. got landing gear. Right. And when the props, when the arms fold, they fold forward. Yes. So you still extend past the body where where the Karma turns into this little transformer, you know, just this little rectangle, which, uh, which is crazy. Right. And the thing with the Karma is, is you still got them big giant props on there, and the props aren't foldable. And what DJI did, again, which is brilliant, is they got foldable props. And the cool thing is, is the top arms are higher, so the top arms actually fold back, David. And in the bottom, since the back arms are lower, the back arms fold in. So it makes it so much more compact. Everything's in that little tiny size, you know, when it's folded up. And the props, you don't have to take them off. They're already on and they're folded up. That's brilliant. Oh I mean, my gosh, I'm so impressed by the design. Yes. I mean, I really, um, it's amazing. Yes. So far, yeah, man. Right. <laughs> so you can't beat the small, compact shape, size, and, and I mean, literally, uh, again, I'm going to throw his name out there again. I watched some uh, Casey Neistat. Casey. Yeah. yeah. And it looks like it's going to come with a little DJI pouch. It almost looks like a small little, I don't know how to describe it, but other than a small little man purse that you yep. fit the controller. Yep. That's the right name. <laughs> and the, and the, the, the drone in it, it's like, it almost looks like a small camera bag, David. And yeah, I'm, it uh, looks exactly like a camera bag that you have just for your DSLR. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Like, that's all you need right there. That's it. Oh, amazing. It's amazing. All right, so we'll run through some of the features. Uh, first thing, they haven't, uh, well, I shouldn't say it's new, but they did put a sport mode on it, so this thing will crank around at 40 miles an hour. I love the sport mode. I loved it on the Phantom 4. I wish my Phantom 3 had it. It's fantastic. Now, the crazy thing is with this being so small, so compact, so light and agile, that they're claiming they're getting 27 minutes of flight time. Uh- Asterix in perfect conditions. Correct, correct. But again, in general, you know, if you they're advertising twenty three on a on a on the three, you, you know, you're getting fifteen, you're getting twenty seven out of a Maverick, so you're probably getting twenty of actual flying time. That's still fantastic. So the way I look at that, you know, my Phantom three, I have four batteries. Generally, you know, uh, flying, I go through the four batteries you know, fairly quickly, where with this, you might get away with just three, depending on what you're doing. Maybe you don't need that fourth battery, but 27 and minutes in ideal conditions is unbelievable. Go ahead. Andre. And the so batteries the, are, uh, they're cheap. They are. I haven't even seen the price. I think what I heard, I'm trying to find it, but I heard under a hundred dollars. Really? I was watching the, I was watching the test it review 
and they they did a pretty comprehensive uh, look at it, and uh, I think they said they were under a hundred dollars. Wow, which made me cry. Yes, when you're paying uh, even now the hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty dollars for a Phantom Three or Phantom Four battery yet. What's the flight time on the Karma? Is it like twenty? It's twenty minutes. Twenty minutes are claiming. So again, you're looking at maybe fifteen tops. You know. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um. Oh, I don't know if I don't really know a whole lot about this or or what it means, but they also have a new OcuSync transmission. So I don't know. Obviously, it's got to be some kind of 2.4. I'm guessing gigahertz. So I don't really know. They haven't really explained it really well. But it's got a new tra- video transmission system that will actually pump out uh, 1080p coming back, which is unbelievable. I, I, I kind of wonder if you... Kilometer range seven on that. Seven kilometers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 4.3 miles or a seven kilometer range. So... Me with my P3 and spending all that money to get better external antennas, this thing, you are not going to need them. There's no way. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. And the, can you can explain the controller? Uh, yeah, hang on. I got my list here. I'll try to explain the controller. The controller to me looks like a like a PlayStation 4 or maybe kind of like an Xbox controller. They're definitely, and I, I like this idea because that's one of my things with with whatever, the older Phantoms or the 3 or even the 4. They're, they were still insistent on this giant RC-type controller, you know, maybe because that's just the standard thing and everybody's used to them. But is it really necessary for these? I never thought so, and I couldn't figure out why they were still so big. So you have this giant controller. Then you want to stick an iPad or an iPad mini on top of that, and it's huge, and you're hanging on to it or it's straining on your neck. That's one thing I do not like about the 3 or the 4. So now they're shrinking everything down. What's cool about it is it's small enough that it does have a small little screen on it. And we'll, what we'll get to here in just a second is you can fly it uh, without uh, the phone, I believe, also. Or with the phone, I'm sorry, without the controller. But the controller just has a small screen on it with your basic information on it. But what I don't like about it, and Andre, maybe you can chime in here, is your phone, actually, it's got these arms that kind of fold down. And you can put a uh, any kind of probably large like iPhone 6, iPhone 7, or probably something down to like a 5 or a a Samsung, uh, I don't know what they have, like a Note 7 maybe. I don't know. But it fits a large phone. What I don't like is is that folds down, your phone goes on the bottom. And I've complained about this kind of stuff for a long time, whether it was with uh, Horizon, with the Chroma, with their screen or whatever. I don't like the screens at the bottom of the controller. It would have been nice to see something flip up to have your phone or, or whatever on the top. I don't know if you guys agree with me on that, but I just don't like it at the bottom. It's so one thing I do like about the Karma is it has a flip-up screen and the screen's right on the top. One thing I can say about that, mm-hmm. I, I kind of don't like it as well, mm-hmm. but it you can shield yourself from the sunlight really easy then. That's true. you just true. shove it against your... Yeah. stomach and turn around yeah yeah that is one good feature now the other thing i don't like about it is I, again i'm speculating here because i don't know but i have flown my phantom 3 numerous times with my iphone 6 
And out in bright sunlight, or if you're trying to get a, a tight shot or whatever, I often find it difficult to, to see the footage real good on the smaller iPhone. Generally, I fly with an iPad mini that works really well, probably 85, 90% of the time of what I'm trying to see or look at. So now you're downsizing to an actual smaller device because from my understanding, it does not fit anything like an iPad mini. To me, that's yeah. one of the downfalls. And Andre, you, maybe you can chime in on your opinion on flying between an iPhone or an iPad mini. It's a big difference. I think, well, <laughs> I, I don't think you're going you're gonna to see people necessarily using it in the same manner that you use your, your Phantom 3, Chris. I, um, you know, people are going to get the shot, but you're trying to compose something. So that's why you like your bigger screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you're going to be pushing around. This is going to be people popping up and doing the shots and everything. Maybe you'll do some composing with it. But, yeah, exactly. You're looking at, you know, a, a five or six inch display versus a 10 or uh, eight inch display, depending on the, the tablet you're running on the thing. Um, so, but I'm wondering how fast. You can still fa- use a, an iPad if you wanted to. It just doesn't stick on the controller. Yeah, exactly. Correct. How, how long, you know, how soon are you, people are going to be coming up with a, a different mount setup. They'll sit, you know, very much like the current one. What I do like is I love that, um, I love that technical display that you get with it, you know, and that's, so that's stuff that's no longer cluttering. Well, I guess that's not cluttering your display anymore, Chris, because your remote has got all that uh, information going at it. And I just swiped past my page. I was watching. But doesn't, um, you're still using the Go app, though, with all the information on your phone now, correct? I, but it doesn't display everything. Yeah, I don't you're getting think. you're getting a cleaner display now because you've got the top display showing all your GPS information and like a lot uh, of that critical information that's on your screen. So I, I guess gotcha. on a smaller screen, but like you said, uh, I, yeah, it's it's a half a dozen of this, half a dozen of that. I, yeah. I mean, I still, you know, when I flew yours, I preferred the screen up top for exactly that because mm-hmm. I could pop up and see the quad. And then I can look down and see the display. This one is, you know, just... I, but your hand is your natural sunshade and all that other jazz. So, mm-hmm. uh, I still think it looks like a really nice remote. It's, yeah, it's half the size of the Phantom, so... Right. Uh, yeah, compared to the Karma um, transmitter, like, how does that stack up? Have you seen comparison pictures? Um, I have. It looks like the DJI is definitely smaller. Uh, like I said, it almost looks just like a uh, PlayStation 4 controller, like game controller, basically, with two little arms that fold out out of the side and come down on the bottom. So, And even when I was watching uh, the flight test video with Alex, he said, man, this thing feels so good in your hands because it just feels yeah. like a game controller. It just sits perfect, feels good, it's really light. You know, where the Karma is more of your typical controller, but in a much more compact form clamshell yeah cl- there you go clamshell yeah with you know the flip up screen um i don't know i guess i'm on the fence of which one i like better i almost like the 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 karma controller better maybe i don't know it's really? hard to say yeah just for I don't know. I like the screen at the top and, you know, the, the, the way it's set up and the touch screen and it just flips down and it, you don't need any other external device, which means when you have the Maverick, of course, everybody has cell phones. I understand that. You don't need a cell phone to fly the Maverick, though. 
That's true. That's true. But but you're just flying line of sight. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Where with the Karma, everything's all in one. You pull out the controller, flip it open, turn it on. You're all ready to go. Everything's right there. You don't have to put a phone in anything. I, I just to me, I like the Karma controller a little bit better. Personal so what do you opinion. think about the what do you think about the color departure then? You know, they've gone from a white, their their signature white, to a gray military tone. You know, uh, you know, it doesn't have any flash to it. It's a it's a matte paint job. It's got some, you know, it's got some gold on it, gold stripes and everything. But it is a tiny little gray quad at this point. That you know, if you put it into a tree, you're not going to see it. <laughs> That's a good point, Andre. I never really gave that much thought. Um... I don't I know. I think it's brilliant. Absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Because this, the platform, the Maverick, is a hit and run type of a quad. Like, yeah. you go pull it out. somewhere, yep. no one knows that you have it. Mm-hmm. You pull it out, you pop it up quick, get all the shots you want. If someone yeah. walks by and wonders are you, uh, if you're flying it, like, you, can, you can just hold the controller down and not, I mean, the controller is so small that you don't, you can conceal it very easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the quad is gray, so it blends pretty good with the sky compared to white. And I think I it's think pretty quiet, actually, That's too. what Alex was watching saying. The it, flight, watching the flight test video. Yeah. yeah. And it was where they were putting it. I mean, they yes. flew through the little, They were flying underneath trees. Even even Casey's videos, he was flying underneath all the lampposts yeah. and everything that in, in downtown New York or wherever he was, I'm like, ah, here I know. we go. <laughs> I know. Yep. You're definitely going to so. put that in places you're not going to put a regular Phantom, which I thought was that, awesome. E- even yes. watching Alex's videos where yep. they were in that park, down around, in through the trees. Oh, that was great. Like And, and capacity-wise and technology-wise, the DJI's been very clever. They basically took all the guts and, and everything out of the, uh, out of the P4 shrunk it down a little bit and slapped it in because they said, well, we've got all the vision system working. We just need to put it into a smaller form factor. So, mm-hmm. Yes, it still has a gimbal, three-axis yes. gimbal. And it's the uh, it's a little bit narrower view because yes. yes. the so sensor is smaller. Yep. Yeah. But the quality is amazing. Yep. Yeah. Now, that's one thing I wanted to ask you, David. From most of the videos I've seen, though, between the three and the four, the quality seemed to be just a tad less than what the Phantom 3 or the 4. Is that just because the, the camera and sensor and everything is smaller? Um, there's a lot of videos, the, the early reviewers. Mm-hmm. There's a feature on the Mavic that is not there on the Phantom 3 and 4. Okay. Which is that you can focus the camera. Oh, Really? You can put, if you're close to something, you can tap on it just like you would take a picture on your iPhone. Oh. Like you tap on the thing you want to focus on. Uh-huh. So a lot of the people touch the phone before they took off, like, yep. like you normally do. Like yep. You push it, make sure everything's good. Mm-hmm. And it focused on the grass. Mm-hmm. And then they take off and the video is soft because it's oh. set to focus very closely. Uh-huh. And even yeah. Casey... Yeah, I came back and said, "Oh, yeah, that's that's right. Now that I tested it again, it's so much sharper." Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. But uh, what was it was neat seeing his uh, field of view test though, because mm-hmm. he flew up yes. towards the bridge, and you could you could you could see it was it's the perspective is just a tiny bit different between the four and, and the Mavic. But I mean, 
like he said, it, it was it, he did it really well. His presentation was really well because you know he had this chart of convenience, the shot, the cost, the uh, the the pain in the butt yeah. factor, you know, for the backpack and everything. And he says, "This is awesome because now I'm going to have this little package that I can just go out, and it's like a quarter of the size of my previous package. Yep, the video might be an eighth of a size difference." But the convenience is way up, you know. So, you know, for someone like him doing that, awesome. Um, I still think I prefer the other form factor. And being Canadian, I'm going to have to land whatever I fly in the snow. And that was the first thing I noticed when Alex and the flight oh. test crew were flying it. And I'm like, this thing is going to set down. And the first thing that's going to happen is the pro camera is going to get, like, thunked into the snow. Actually, the whole thing is going to go down into the snow. So, <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I suppose the P3 or P4 has the same issue as well with the landing gear, you know, only being a little bit higher or lower, yep. sorry, than the camera. So, yep. but yeah. even, even if yeah. you set down a P3 or P4, the, your odds are being able to take off or there, but this thing, any of these guys go into the snow and the odds are you're going to sink in pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah. Don't know. Hand catch. Yeah. yeah well, Yeah. That looked terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there isn't much to grab a hold of that thing. You know, with the no. three or the four, you can grab the landing gear pretty easy, but and, not and this thing. It, you could hear it pulsing when I was it Alex who grabbed it. I know Casey did, and you could hear it like spooling up, trying mm-hmm. to figure out what was going on. And mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, no, no, thank you. <laughs> fingers, I like my fingers. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so which one would you buy? Well, I mean. <laughs> We we're, we haven't even got through half of the specs yet of what this thing oh, actually. Really? Oh, okay. we're not even close. Not even close. Really? No. All right. All right. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was the the obstacle avoidance that they've put on this thing, and it is unbelievable. I'm trying to get some of the specs here. I could read it. Um, not only does it have the um, uh, the sensors previously, but now they've put five cameras on this thing to do their uh, avoidance. Let me, I'm just trying to pull up some of the things here. Um, I'm just going to read right from their website. Ultrasonic waves or TOF sensors are often used to measure distance from an obstacle. Both methods calculate distance based on signal reflection and therefore rely on the shapes of the obstacle. This means distances from common obstacles such as rocks, branches cannot be sensed. Flight autonomy gives the Maverick long-range, high-precision obstacle sensing, enabling it to scan the environment in 3D even before takeoff. Now, like Alex was saying, apparently this thing will scan everything around it in 3D, take off, and say coming back and you don't have a lot of GPS, which is very rare, let me point out, that say you only have you know eight or nine GPS coming back, that it, this thing's going to land exactly where it took off just because it scanned the area before it took off, which is crazy to me. Um, detecting obstacles requires getting information about the obstacle to the Maverick. Ultrasonic and TOF sensors measure distance by detecting the first reflected wave. In other words, it can only measure the distance from a single point instead of getting a 3D depth range of an obstacle. Another method of creating depth image is structured light project- projection. In this, the structured light sensors projects infrared in a specific shape onto an object in front of it. The infrared reflects back and the sensor then calculates the strength of the reflected signal so they can create a 3D depth image of the obstacle. I mean, this is nuts what they've put in there. Flight autonomy is made up to seven components including five cameras. 
forward and downward dual vision sensors in, and the main camera, the dual band satellite GPS with GLONASS, two ultrasonic rangefinders, redundant sensors, and a group of 24 powerful specialized computing cores. Cameras on the left, right side, in front, and underneath the Maverick are fixed in place using an aluminum bracket to ensure optimum alignment of the vision sensor, sensor lenses. As the Maverick flies, dual forward, downward, and vision sensors measure the distance between itself, obstacles, and taking photos from all four cameras and using the information to create a 3D map that tells it exactly where the obstacles are. The dual forward and downward vision sensors require visible light to function and can see as far as 49 feet in front in bright light. So that's just some of their, you know, in-depth detail of their... um, obstacle avoidance that's crazy well and, and and let's give ourselves a little like time span thing i mean these 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 crafts have only existed for what five years six years when did the first phantom come out i mean that's just insane i know what, what has the technology that has come on in the last couple of years i mean yeah the uh, the upswing and yeah it's just just and it's just going to get smaller and smaller and smaller. Right. I'm sure it already is in someone's laboratory. I'm sure they've got something that's half the size now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, David, you think really this is kind of the future? You know, these drones getting smaller and smaller and, you know, more compact and foldable. This is this is it, right? <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, there's this, There's a size when... There's, it's going to be hard to fight the, the wind. I think mm-hmm. like you need some mass to it. Right. But I mean, this size seemed to be at the moment so spot on mm-hmm. that I've seen. It's just oh, it's awesome. I hope we can. I would like to get a even smaller copter for just indoor use and do crazy aerobatics. But uh, that's <laughs> about it. Yeah, uh, they're still even claiming this thing will handle uh, twenty four mile an hour winds with no problem. Yeah, that's, and that's, in Casey's videos, that was, yes. I mean, it's amazing. I know. That was uh, quite the wind he had going on there. Yeah, yep, crazy. All right, um, now let's get to some of the features because it, uh, it was crazy what this thing does as far as features. I mean, it has, and we'll talk a little bit. It's got tap to fly, active track. Um, oh, it's got a new feature called wave for your drone. Uh, tripod mode, which I absolutely love. I wish my Phantom had tripod mode. Uh, what is that? Uh, tripod mode is what it does is if you're trying to, if you're, whether you're indoors trying to capture something or something super tight, what it does is it drops the sensitivity down on the sticks and, and kind of dolls them out and will not, it, and will let's see, will only fly 2.2 miles an hour. Cool. Yeah. That's a fantastic feature because, I don't know, Andre, how much flight time you got, but like, you know, when you're trying to get something kind of slow and it's tight, the sensitivity on a Phantom 3 or 4 is, they're pretty touchy. Now, again, you can go in and and put Expo on them, but who wants to keep changing that all the time? You know what I mean? Where you could just got one setting, you hit tripod mode, and boom, you're done. You're ready to go. I, I mean, well, I mean, maybe a lot of this stuff, a lot of these new features, there's, it's just software. So, I mean, uh, hopefully, you know, the company is willing to go back and look at some of the older, um, you know, systems and, and get those updates out uh, to add those features because it, it's just software. I mean, and, and 
my experience so far, it's it's the rudder that's the most sensitive. You, you, yeah. you know, the other, you know, you, your your right stick is pretty good, and you can, be, and you just go and you tap the left stick, and you're spun around. You're like, mm-hmm. whoops, nope, ruined that shot. So, right, it's, uh, you know, and it's just it's one of those experience things, and and t- just getting time with it. But uh, maybe you know we'll see some of these features come back to the three and four since it's like I said, it's just software. Yeah, but the problem with at least mine with the three, yours might be different because you have the other sensors where I only have the ultrasonic sensors on the three, so I'm probably at my limit of really what that thing's going to be able to do. What? 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 Oh, I, what? What? Did I? What did I say? Um, what about the What about the goggles? Now, this is something I, they haven't really talked about yet, but. Yeah, uh, I want to get. I announce. You going to get to that? Yeah, okay. going to get to that. I'm still going yeah. through the list, buddy. We got a <laughs> lot left. <laughs> it's it's is... nuts. A um, couple of the other features it has. Obviously, it has track. Uh, the cool thing with track is, is it will follow behind, in front, or actually circle your subject. So, like, if you're ru- following a runner, it'll f- it'll stay right on that subject, and you can actually circle them around. You can preset all your distances. Um, yeah. Profile, you can fly from the side. Spotlight uh, keeps the camera on the uh, whatever you're filming all the time, no matter what you're doing, up, down, left, right, forward, or backwards. Um, yeah. We'll talk about the gesture mode here in just a second. Um, let me see here. I'll pull this up. Oh, um, one thing I do like, and I w- again, I wish the Phantom 3 had this. Um, it's got terrain mode, David. And I've run into this problem several times. So you're, you're doing a shot and say, I'll tell you what, this happened to me here just recently. I was filming my kids. We were out in a giant field. They're running through the field. I'm filming them from the side. The, the, the copter's very low. Actually, sometimes it was kind of in the, uh, the, actually it was a, a hay field. So I'm panning on the side, watching the kids run through the field. Now the problem I've run into, this is just one example, it's happened to me many a times, is you know, it's GPS locked. You're locked on that altitude. Well, as everybody knows, the terrain changes, whether it's one foot, two foot, you know, depending on what it is. And even though this giant field looks flat from a hundred feet, it might have raised up two feet. So I'm flying along, the copter's just slowly going down, 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 down into the hay field because it's it's right on, you know, altitude hold. But the terrain's actually coming up. Where now you have ter- you know, uh uh, terrain mode to where it senses with its all the sensors and the camera on it to where if it's set you know you're a foot uh, above now i have to look at the specs but i think it's got to be somewhere around like uh eight or nine feet above the terrain but if you're flying along and the terrain's moving it'll move along with the terrain so you're not Cute. yes that is a fantastic option uh let's talk about the way they call it wave for your droney uh what that is the Maverick's vision system can recognize your gestures. Raise your arms or wave at it, and the Maverick will follow you. It'll take selfies for you. Put away your phone and your controllers. That's all you need is a gesture. That's pretty funny. That's, that's yeah. Al. Uh, we talked about the tripod mode. Let me go back here. Um. Also has two sets of sensors, so it's twice as reliable if you have any kind of problem or, or whatever. You know, it's got a lot of redundancy built into it. Yeah, the proximity for the terrain is uh, nine feet. You gotta be at least nine feet. Now, 
Well, let's jump, since you mentioned, let's jump into the goggles. I haven't, trying to see if I can find, they haven't really released a lot of information on the goggles. I don't think they're even out there yet. I know some people have used them. Um, it's a little strange. I'm a little disappointed in this because, again, uh, with my Phantom 3, I have the HDMI port. I put it on there. I use my goggles a lot. I'm just a little disappointed that with the controller, they don't have an HDMI port that people could use or regular goggles because I have a feeling with the goggles they're going to come out, knowing DJI, they're kind of probably going to be a bazillion dollars. But the weird thing is, is there's no, according to them, there's no cable. It's not run through Wi-Fi, but somehow they directly link up to the controller and they're able to um, pump out 1080p through the goggles with hardly any uh, late latency. So trying to see if I have, I had a thing here about the goggles. Um, so I have to see more. I don't, I don't know. I, you guys know any more about the goggles or seen any more? All no, I I've seen so far is they have two 1920 by 1080 yep. displays on them. So, I mean, you're basically getting like a full view. And it's, yeah, like Chris said, it is completely wireless. Mm-hmm. Um, Sweet. So, I know. that That is crazy. So, they must be using... And I listened really carefully when the tested guys, because they actually had a DJI rep there. Mm-hmm. And... They were talking. They said that this this new technology called OcuSync, or um, he kept calling it software. It's a software solution, you know. So I'm like, wow, what did they find? What did they discover about upgrading over Lightbridge? You know, because he said Lightbridge was a hardware thing. And we've just you know made a software solution, and I'm like, more detail or something. <sighs> it, well, maybe they figured something out on the stream. Like you know, maybe they're using. Well, obviously they're using. Oh man, that's a really using good question. Using some compression, so maybe they made it more efficient. I don't know. Yeah, but and but it doesn't sound like they're like. And are they shooting this over two point four? I got to go re-reread the specs, obviously. But are they shooting this over two point four? Are they doing five point eight? You know, uh, you know, it doesn't sound like they're using the light bridge technology anymore. They no. moved on. Yeah. So, but I but by getting <clears throat> rid of the hardware. That's why the remote was able to be shrunk down because you know the the, the video receiver card and like with your HDMI and everything mm-hmm. that represents a pretty bulky piece of kit. Plus, you need the battery backup, so your battery will be uh, you know all there. That's so. a good point. Good point. Yeah. yeah, that battery is huge in that thing. Yeah, the only thing they really say on the goggles, uh, like you said, Andre, put two lifelike nineteen. 19- 20 by 1080p LTPS displays with a wide angle of 85 degrees in front of your eyes. Uh, Built-in OcuSync delivers 1080p video stream because it connects directly to the Mavic and not through the cable or a Wi-Fi link to the controller with super low latency. Huh. Interesting. Well. And I did confirm, Chris, the batteries are $90. Oh, that's so cheap. Compared to the other ones, I mean, it's not cheap. Yeah, don't don't say cheap. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, they they cost a lot less than the other batteries. Yes, Mm, yes, yes, that's that's the difference. A lot less than the regular batteries. Okay, thank you. All right. (laughs) All right. Now, the other feature we mentioned it earlier is you don't need the. This is this almost kind of scares me a little bit because I've, of course, they were toys, but I have flown a few little toy drones with my phone, and it usually doesn't end up very well. 
But I guess for somebody who doesn't have much experience, fly, you know, flying with a regular controller and you know having gimbals under your thumbs and everything, this might be pretty cool. I don't know if I'd ever really use this, but it makes it even easier and more convenient to take this thing places and fly it. So you can actually use just your phone. Um, it says it puts virtual joysticks on your phone, but you also have full access to all of its intelligent flight modes. Tap to fly, trace, spotlight, profile, and circle. Using just your phone, you can capture photos and video so incredible that no one would believe that you're using it, using your screen. What do you think of that, David? It's a little scary. Uh, it's, it's a little bit scary, but yeah, it's pretty awesome, I have to say. Yeah. Still, I mean, it's a cool feature, but I wouldn't use it. Now, my question is, and uh, since you're not using the controller and you're not using the their new uh, flight transmission system, how does that work with your phone? Does it just... Just, wi- just, just Wi-Fi? Wi-Fi? Okay. I'm guessing the range is a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. So that might be something, you know people may not realize you know say you got your controller and you're flying out two miles or filming or whatever and then next time you take your phone but i'm sure it has they've thought of this and it's got all the built-in you know redundancy features of return to home or whatever because you lost link but still i could see people pulling out their phone and taking off with this thing going out a ways and go oh we just lost uh uh control i'm, I'm sure geofences someone just popped it, it, on yeah, saying it it's 80 meter range of wi-fi so it's geofencing itself right away i bet oh uh, gotcha gotcha yeah yeah it's a pretty clever little guy i'm yeah i'm sure uh, we it does still have a tap to fly too. It's going to throw that in there, one of their things. And that's one thing, you know, beginner pilots are having trouble flying in a straight line because they aren't familiar with the joysticks or they're having trouble trying to, to capture their video or whatever. You hit tap to fly, and wherever you pu- push on the screen or wherever you want to go, the Mavic will fly a nice, smooth uh, transition into that direction. Focus, and then you can focus on controlling the gimbal and capturing the photos or the videos. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like Alex said when we watched his video, he basically said it felt like it was flying a, um, you know, a larger sli- size race quad. You know, it handled, even in sport mode, it handled really well. And, and you know, it's, and it, yeah, I guess really that's what it is. It's an early race quad with some punch to it, right? Yeah. Um, you know, in one of their videos, and I, again, it's a DJI video, but, you know, they have a couple guys they throw on their goggles and it looks like they got two you know mavic racing drones and they're flying all over through a canyon and all that which i don't know if that's what that thing's really going to be built it's not built for that but i guess you know in some way you can use it like a similar it says it's supposed to give you kind of like that racing drone experience but i i don't know (laughs) pretty expensive piece of equipment to use it for a race drone i think i'm still really curious about these goggles i want to know more what the price point was any guesses of what these things are going to cost i'm going to say probably somewhere in the four or five hundred dollar range i wonder if i hope i'm wrong probably yeah no 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 i think yeah for that kind of displays and technology yeah it's going to be expensive so mm-hmm. you know you spend a thousand dollars on the uh, Mavic, and then you're going to spend another five hundred on you know, yeah, it's going to get up there in price for sure. Yep. All right, how about your you guys' thoughts on this? What do you think? Which one would you buy? Andre, do you want to go first? 
No. <laughs> you know what? I I remember early on how how much heat you put on DGI for their product. You know, everybody was having a flyaways. And this is a company that I will go on saying have impressed me. Um, you know, the communication, um, their forward their forward presence on social media and just talking about all the subjects and just and their continuous evolution of product now we didn't see a lot going between the three and four except for some minor tweaks we've seen a nice step here so that just has me really curious about what they've got you know lined up for the future you know is it going to be smaller how are they going to advance on their vision systems and they're just they're just leading the industry uh, you know they're just they're blowing away everybody else basically so i mean if i had to pick one yeah, I probably would pick this guy if I if I was saying, okay, this is what I'm going with. Um, but right now, uh, I I'm still leery of buying first generation. Tech. Yes, call yes. me crazy. Yes. I so just- this is Gen One of this thing. It is a superb product. Um, but I could see a couple issues for me, like I said, mm-hmm. w- with the with the environment that eventually I will be flying in all winter long. I want I I don't want something so slung so low because you know I just I don't know. I don't need to worry about a backpack size and everything. Um, mm-hmm. So, but I definitely do. If I had to pick between the two of them, I would certainly look at uh, the, the the new Mavic. Mm-hmm. David, yeah. Uh, I used to hate DJI. <laughs> so did <laughs> so did I. Do I got one? I mean, ev- everything about it. I used uh, like the the Phantom One and the Phantom mm-hmm. Two. And it's like, yeah, I don't like it. But then Phantom Three, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool. And then the Inspire, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I really hate that. But then I I tried it on. I tried it for myself, and that was amazing. And I'm starting like, ah, oh, maybe they know what they're doing. And the Phantom Four is amazing for the price and yeah. the three as well. The the thing you get. The stuff you get, the technology and the quality and the video quality and everything that you get for those those dollars is just amazing. Yeah. And the Mavic <sighs> is just exactly what I want. Like, it's... Yeah, man, I would... Yeah, if I had the cash, I would buy one today. Yeah, I'm... I'm come out middle of October. <laughs> I'm with Andre. I'm at first I was like, yeah, whatever. But the more I see on it, the more I hear about it. Uh, everybody's kind of raving about it. Now I'm seeing some of the flying videos and everything. Uh, if first, I had the three, I would not get this. Oh, really? If I said that, no, I would not. Well, I don't think. Depends on what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I would use it as a hit and run kind of platform. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't use it as if I needed something to get cinematic shots, mm-hmm. really good cinematic shots, I would just buy the 4 or the Inspire. Okay. Well, because y- the, the, yeah, it's the, a small pl- you have to trade something for the smaller size. I mean, you're not trading a lot in this case. But I would still go with something proven and I mean everyone uses it. It works. Quality is superb on the the Phantom 4. Mm-hmm. Everything just works. Yeah, and I don't know about this, but yeah, just imagine having. I mean, it's so small. It's just yes. you put it in your yeah. your thing, and just no one knows you have it. That's the that's the best thing. You can just no one bothers you, and if you have a a phantom, you pop that up. Everyone's gonna come over and know where you are, and you stand there with a the huge controller, and I don't know. 
Yeah, just, somebody uh, just brought up a great point on, on uh, Periscope here, and I kind of glanced right over that. And this is one of my huge big downfalls is on the P3 or the P4, you're always getting the props in the shot. You got to be so mm-hmm. careful on, uh, like, especially if it's windy, where your camera angle is. I couldn't tell you how many shots I have of uh, good shots, or like, especially following airplanes where I'm full bore and the props are in the shots. And I almost mm-hmm. will not put anything out with the props in the shots because it just irritates me. Mm-hmm. Where with the Maverick, you don't have that problem. I think you can see it sometimes but only a tiny bit if the sun is at a certain spot Mm -hmm. because i have seen it in some footage but it's not like the phantom yeah not not even close i mean generally when i'm out and in flying around i always got to make sure that the camera angles pointed down especially like like i said following planes i really got to have that angle that camera pointed down quite a bit to keep them props out of the shots. That is a you know big, big downfall with yeah. that thing. Uh, $1,000, $1,000. I, I, I wow. I know. That's so impressive. <laughs> I know. And I agree with Andre. I, I think I I'm, would wait till the version 2 comes out where every little thing's maybe refined and maybe added, or who knows what they're going to do. But I definitely could see myself going with a version 2, getting rid of the, uh, you know, the... Uh, phantom three finally and going with this version two maverick it just so much seems so much easier again that's i'm nitpicking but that was again one of my things i i don't really like and i know you like chad has one you can get a big case keep everything together the batteries in it the props on it, everything pull it out and go but you know obviously the p4 is better with the, the clip-on props but it is a pain you pull that thing out you got to put all the props on and when you're done take all the props off i i don't like that I'm nitpicking though. You know what I mean? This thing, you pull it out, the ar- pull the arms out, and go. And also, like you can travel with this. I don't. If you're going to travel with the P4, like that's your it's carry-on a, it's luggage. Carry-on. Yeah, it's a carry-on. Bit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 When you have put the Mavic in a small little camera bag, or even we're assuming that bag that Casey purse? had, yep. yeah, is is. Gonna, well, who knows if it's gonna, coming with it or if that's an option to get with it. It is, it is actually, Chris. If you look on the uh, bundle, they mm-hmm. have uh, on the buy it now, you can either get it or they have a pro bundle for $300 more. And it's got the bag, your charger, your extra two batteries, your charge hub, and a, so on, and a spare set of props. So someone asked me about the props, but I don't, I haven't been able to find the specs on their size. Um, they're probably like an eight inch prop or something like that. I think I, I did see that, man, I can't remember where, but eight, eight Oh something, eight is something, eighty eight thirty. but that could have been a product code, but they're only $9 again. Oh wow. You know? Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, you can get phantom props now for nine bucks too as well. So someone just suggested waiting six months. I I, I agree too. I mean, Uh, give it a few months let them you know let all the 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 bugs be worked out um Mm -hmm. not that i'm expecting any bugs out of this craft because i mean i think i think dji is a company that values their their the reputability wow sound like me you know what yeah but you know they've done their testing and everything but you never know something could slip in and uh and you could end up with some hiccups here and there or just you know product you know the motors over here something props are 8330 thank you david tech mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so 
uh, it's yeah. If I had the money on hand to, to just drop down and post, do that, sure, I'd pick one up. But I don't have that kind of money anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Now, David, my <laughs> my tech question for you is where where do they go from here? What do you think they can do better, or what would you like to see, say, on the next Maverick? I don't know. See, like, this ticks every single box. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Mind control? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, now, obviously, there's stuff that you can do. Like, a better camera and, yeah. like, step things up a little bit more. Um, flight time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm running out of ideas. Like yeah. this is pretty amazing. Yeah, you know, w- yeah. one thing. If you guys seen the video, I think Andre, you did, kind of blew me away, and I don't know why he did it, but Casey fired this thing up inside his studio, which nine yes, times yeah. out, nine yes. times out of ten, everything else he's fired up in that studio has went really it just bad. <laughs> this thing was yeah. sitting there hovering inside the studio, according to him, with no GPS signal, and was rock solid i was like yeah it can't there's no i mean this thing did not move and i'm guessing it was running off all the cameras and the sensors unbelievable yeah. i couldn't it Absolutely was just crazy blew my mind oh man it's yeah i'm so what do you think then um future tech on I, this i don't know because right when i think okay they finally have it it's perfect I don't, you know, I'm good where I'm at. You know, the P3 is everything I've ever wanted. And then they come out with a P4. I'm like, yeah, it's got a few little things. And now they come out with a Mavic that's more compact and absolutely more features. And I'm blown away. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I, you know, it's. Yeah. So, so, so V2 will probably be just a, a, you know, a little tweak on it. Sure. With the, you know, better avoidance stuff, and, and you know maybe they'll eke out a little bit more performance. So, yeah, you, eventually you're going to be chasing, you know, your, uh, you know, the Rotor Riot guys with with a uh, with a Maverick, you know, and getting as good photos, you yeah. know, or as good video. But you know, you'll be able to say, okay, stop, hover, you know, and, and it'll just lock itself into position. Yeah. So, um, so you know what, David? Next next generation tech will be stealth shields. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. Yeah, invisibility. <laughs> Can't, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, and it makes no noise. <laughs> that would be sweet. Yeah. You know, it brings up a good point, though, that I, I, I was going to mention earlier. I kind of forgot about it was where do we get to the point where you have too much stuff? Even now, sometimes I think even the features on, on the three and the four, I don't use a lot of them. I fly a lot of, you know, just manually go through it. But where does it get to the point where you have too much stuff? And I'll, I've said it a hundred times. I'll say it again. I think, you know, whether a 3, 4, Maverick or whatever, you get these things and pull them out of the box and you have no experience. I think it's a learning curve. Even for me, for the years I've been flying or whatever, and Andre, I don't know if, you know, if you can comment on this too, you pay that much money for something like this and you get it out and you don't have any, any, any experience. It's still, I think a big learning curve of learning all the features, seeing exactly what it, what it's capable of. You know, I think it's overwhelming for people. That's my opinion. It was for me. 
Oh, it is. It's a complete overwhelming experience. Um, and for, you know, I remember flying yours and at least you were standing beside me. Um, but you know, you're, you're shaking because the yes. entire time you're watching thing going, this is like, this is a thousand dollars in the air. Yeah. Um, I previously in my time have had a flyaway, and you're like, ah, and there's, there's so much information coming at you. You've got so many bells and whistles on this thing and you don't know what you've ticked right away. And you know, you can, have I turned that on? Have I turned that off? As you know, um, you know, that, that checklist, um, on tested, uh, Adam, uh, from uh, MythBusters mm-hmm. uh, has a really awesome thing where he would go through his checklists, you know, that's, and that's yes, thing to do. Fantastic so, idea, uh, you know, and just you just walk through your procedures. But yes, you're right. There is a whole crazy amount of stuff going on when you're first trying to fly this stuff, and you know, uh, I, I these things must be just impossible to track line of sight wise once they get going a good a couple of feet away. Because it's, you know, this tiny little gray oh, thing, yeah. and I'm sure it's a lot quieter. Um, you know, it's got some LEDs on it, but I'm sure after a while it's just this little speck. Um, so someone pointed <laughs> out that. basically, uh, it's basically a flying camcorder the size of, exactly. I've got an old Panasonic camcorder, uh-huh. and this thing is probably just a little, you know, bigger with, with props, you know. So yeah. it's... Uh, it is funny to, to think that we've come along this far, you know, 4K and everything. Yeah. Um, someone who wants to learn, yeah, the suggestion is definitely, you know, if you if you're if you're looking at this, and that's going to be the scary part to come this Christmas that these things are going to be. And we said this every year. Yes. I mean, last year it happened. You know, is this going to be under the tree? And are there going to be a bunch of new Mavics flying all over the sky yep. or new Karmas? And uh, yep. probably will. You know, and you know, they're probably going to be a few. They're going to plunk down in the snow somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, enjoy spring. it before they get banned. Yeah, well, I know. Or at least you know, uh, you know, there's something there. Uh, it, it will be. Yeah, it, it, I I love to track the market saturation stats. That would be interesting to see. You know, how many were sold? You mm-hmm. know, how many more are going to be out there? Count on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't Why didn't DJI call this the P5? I think they're still saving the the Phantom line for their. Um, you know, we're almost getting where we've gone from the prosumer to the professional, and then the ultra professional. Obviously, your Inspire is your top end. Your um, uh, and your 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 Phantom would be your prosumer, I guess. You know, because you can be used in a professional application. Yet, you know, normal people buy it, and then this one here is your. It's borderline recre- I, recreational isn't even the right word for this kind of this technology because it's it's in the right hands like in in the right hands of a videographer or something like this this thing can still be stunning and beautiful yeah so, and i agree yeah. with you there too andre i think that you know down the road uh, personally there is going to be a phantom five and maybe they're going to correct a lot of the things that we complain about on the phantom five and step it up because i for the average person to buy, like I would love to have an Inspire, but there's no way I would ever spend the money for the Inspire. So, you know, I think they're going to keep kind of upgrading the Inspire to what they're doing now with the the better cameras and everything and a more higher end for some serious stuff where the, yeah. you know, the P5, if, if, if we do get a P5 comes out and, you know, it's more for, I think, kind of what we do. So you almost have to wonder, like we talked earlier, did this... You know, the karma's been kind of leaked out there for a long time, and maybe DJI kind of seen this and go, huh, you know what? I think we can do do this better. So, you know, here we yeah. go. And now they're, you know, going to say, screw you, GoPro. We're going to do it 
bigger and better, and and we're gonna you know not take you down, but basically that seems like what they're trying to do. So I don't know, but I will say again, I haven't flown any of these, so I don't know. But just from the videos I've I've watched, it does kind of seem maybe the, the 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 karma might be a little bit easier for for um, uh, beginners. Just looking at the features and the way everything is, and you know the the compact controller. I could be wrong. Just I don't know. Do you agree with that? Any of you guys agree with you know what you've seen on the Karma might be better for beginners? I don't know. Yeah, I have no clue. Yeah, yeah. I think watch a couple of YouTube videos and you'll be good on either. Yeah, yeah. That's uh. So yeah, DJI and and GoPro should be sending stuff out to Chris so he can fly it. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> yeah. Somebody um, said on I, uh, Periscope, uh, the Karma has already had issues. Anybody know what those issues might be, or what the deal is? Or I haven't heard of it. I don't think hardly no. anybody has the Karma no. yet. No, they're just even Casey didn't get to keep his. No, oh, just had to fly it for a day. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I and I like honestly when I saw the Karma, my to me it just it it I got a sense of the. Uh, um, solo right away unfortunately Mm -hmm. and i kept thinking you know i wonder you know why didn't uh (laughs) sorry mike mike coolens is talking about a speeding ticket (laughs) what Uh, read periscope (laughs) um but my gopro being a publicly traded company i gotta feel like this was one of those we should do this idea and it was it feels like to me i I, i'm really hoping it's a positive product for them and i hope they've let you know, took lessons learned from from the solo stuff because unfortunately that 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 product went horribly bad because of um, you know bad bad factors mm-hmm. within the company. So I'm really hoping that is not the case with the Karma. I do hope it's a stable platform and works well for GoPro. Um, but you're right, Chris. It's like DJI caught wind of it and said, "Yeah, we'll match you tit for you know tit for tat." You know whatever the saying is, right? And it, it's yeah, you see it. hey, <laughs> <laughs> tit for tat. Um, so um, it, it's it's like Apple having to respond to to the market pressure. Oh, you got to make a bigger phone, but it's like oh, we don't want to, but all right, we will because we can, right? And we'll we'll beat you at that game, you know. So it's um, it, hey, it, it's just like the high wing review. We have options, and yeah. you can pick what you want. You right. can go with you want. So, mm-hmm. You know, like we're, there's probably tons of people going. I don't want to buy a Phantom because I don't want another camera because I've invested all this money in all my fleet Absolute. of GoPro cameras. Absolutely. So great. I have a I have a product I can throw into the air, right? So, yep. and GoPro has every you know GoPro if they're clever. This camera and you know the camera interfaces with the with the system and it all transfers yes. back to your tab. It's seamless. It's every you know, and that's what someone wants. You yes. Know? So, yep. um, I just, I just <clears throat> hope, and I that the companies are well aware of their responsibility to help educate new and beginning pilots and build technology that assists those new and beginning pilots. Because, you know, it, it's a bad thing, but it's a good thing for us because you know the 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 hobby and the the passion is there for people to do it. But let's be responsible at the same time and not just be popping these new little micro quads up everywhere, you know. Mm-hmm. So because it make it makes our lives harder if people start doing stuff that's irresponsible. Ooh, I sounded all adult like. <laughs> yeah. There. Wow. Oh, wow. Gosh. Should, should we move on? Kind of feels like we're beating a yeah, a, a yeah, poor yeah, horse. Yeah. 
Yeah, we want to talk yeah. about airplanes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? I'm up for anything. Um, yeah, have you flown anything, Chris? No, negative, nothing. <laughs> wow, really? No, uh, uh, nothing. Is it baseball season then? Well, we are still, we're almost done. Uh, we did fly a couple weeks ago. We got the guys together and was out tinkering around. I don't know if you listen to the podcast. We had all the high wing oh, trainers. Did. We had the Tundra and the Timber. And, uh, that I brought, was an awesome show, by the way. That oh, was so cool. Oh, you like that one? Yeah, yeah, the landing competition. Yes, awesome. Oh, dude, you would have loved it. We had so much oh, fun. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. We should we should have done like a slap bet or something. Maybe I don't know. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, sounded like it. Yeah, an absolutely fantastic episode. If you shot it, like showing it, that would be so cool. You know, we got done with that, and and even before we got going, I go, you know what, we need to f- FaceTime this live or or Periscope it or something. But we got so in in what we were doing and plus we were all kind of flying we had nobody there to like film anything but it was actually pretty comical to you know we were busting each other's balls and i mean it was just a good time uh we had mike all riled up you know how mike gets and yeah yeah it, it was good we're definitely going to do that again so we'll see what happens hey i got a question for you i've had uh, a lot of questions david about slow-mo time if it's still going on what's happening they haven't seen too much from you so we're here what's that uh all the episodes were shot while christian was here uh-huh um christian capper and since then i have not taken the time to do it because i really need another person I, a person with good cinematography uh, experience mm-hmm. kind of uh, but yeah, I have plans to do some more stuff, but it's not going to be like the episodes I did before. It's more going to be relaxing, like bouncing jello and oh, okay. like I'm not going to be presenting it in the same way. Okay. No suit? Uh, I won't be in front of the camera, but yeah, <laughs> sure. I can wear the suit anyway. Uh, good morning, Adam Drain. I know. Oh, hey, Adam. Hey. He, he uh. He just, uh, I think he just got up a little bit. I think he was up late last night. I could be wrong. Let us know, Adam, if He's you're... He's always up late. Um, Adam, if you're on, let us know. We got some information from you. Is that is that public yet? Can we talk about that, or do we have to wait? Just let us know. If it is, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit. And while we wait for him, yeah. I will carry on about my Warbird journey. Yes. So, it's, uh, I don't think I'm going to get to fly this weekend. Yesterday, I've been taking care of a whole bunch of house stuff and everything. And today, it's wet and rainy and everything. Mm. So, um, But basically, last weekend, uh, for those keeping track on social media, it was that big birthday weekend. So, another milestone. I'm you know another, another year older. But I flew something. And I flew a plane that was dubbed a hangar queen by yes. Chris. Yes. And I finally flew it. And I finally flew the P-40. And if anybody watches the video on YouTube... That is me genuinely hopping around and freaking out and having a good time and, you know, general general excitement about actually being able to fly it. And it was windy, 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 windy. But that plane, uh, it's definitely a heavier plane uh, than the, um, the Spitfire. 
Um, but um, and there's your answer from Adam. So we'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, but the P40 flew and it was fun, exciting. Um, I will get a couple more flights under my belt, do a little bit more tuning with it be- when the wind isn't so insane. <laughs> and uh, we'll uh, we'll get it out and I'll strap a camera onto it. Uh, I've been buying whenever I get these new airplanes, uh, I've been buying extra canopies so I can put a piece of Velcro. You know, you have one for for you know normal flight, but if I want to do camera on it, I buy a second uh, canopy and just, uh, or battery hatch and I can throw on my cameras and get some good video. So we'll do that one. The other plane I flew, so another chick in the box, was the P-51 Mustang. And um, that was probably the most terrifying flight I've had all year long. Really? Um, oh, so I should have flown in 4S. So on 3S, full throttle, I was basically just under the stall bubble. And oh, uh, wow. it stalled bad, and I can confirm that that gray-brown paint scheme. So this is the Durafly uh, fearsome Frankie uh, uh, paint scheme. I can't see that airplane in the air. <laughs> <laughs> so I took off, and I got it. I mean, I'm taking off into the headwind, and you know, took off at throttle, you know, good throttle speed. I rolled back, and uh, it it. It rolled over right away, like almost off the, you know, and I'm like, oh, 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 I'm like, um, I didn't shoot any video and it's a good thing because I don't think I would have been able to use any of the audio for that flight because it was frightening and I brought it back and I'm like, oh, this thing is evil and uh, I'm going to do doing some downwind legs and I'm like, man, I'm really on the throttle. So uh, I do have an upgraded ESC in that airplane, so I will try it again on 4S. And uh, but I've definitely got to add some color to it because that is that color scheme. And I always thought I would have issues with the green warbirds, but it is definitely that gray, silver, and brown that is my my Achilles heel right now because I can see the the Spitfire. I noticed right away I had no issues, and same thing with the P forty one or P forty. Sorry. Um, so so there you go so what's left in the Warbird fleet Chris is that lovely and David is that lovely Corsair S it is all ready to go I fixed all the, uh, the uh, you know and it's still got all my the rotor ride decals on it nice so she's ready to go fresh motor thanks to you Chris I just put the 480 in because I didn't have a bigger cowl mm-hmm. uh, a prop shaft adapter and uh, and I don't have a big ESC so it's still the 480 with a 35 amp uh, I fixed the the rudder I cut that open and put in some tabs uh, because it was it was crooked mm-hmm. uh, from, from all the various impacts and it's uh, so hopefully very soon that will fly and then that will be all the warbirds uh, for this year have successfully flown uh, didn't quite do it in September but that's just you know the nature of uh, life and being busy um, and then I've got a bunch of wings actually I have to say a big shout out to my buddy Mike and Ruben from Sweet Wings because they went in on an order together and I now have the Finch 37 inch race wing from Sweet Wings as well Ooh, nice yeah and I've got all the parts and everything so look forward be to you know check out my YouTube channel I'll fire all the stuff over to give Chris all the details uh, if the weather's bad today I'll probably be shooting that intro to that series and I'm going to talk about wings uh, I thought I was just going to do the build 
on those two. But I've had such a good time with the arrows and stuff like that. And I do hope to get my hands on the new um, the new wing from Flight Test as well, because uh, that'd be pretty cool. But I'm mm. so the builds are going to feature these two wings. So there's the Juggernaut, which is going to be a big old cruising wing, um, and then the sweep wing. Sorry, the the Finch will be the 4S, and that'll be basically you know one step away from just being a race wing and uh, be, be kitted out and everything. Uh, so I've got a lot of a nice FBV cameras and a couple nice pieces of kit for that. So that should be pretty fun. Uh, I actually took the Versa wing last night and I got a set of uh, LED lights and I just crammed them in. Like this poor wing has been reinforced in here. So I'm there with a poking stick bl- blasting holes through the buildup, uh, you know, built up foam so I could slide this ribbon through. So the thing is lit up like a Christmas tree now, but it's uh, they're not directional lights or anything like that. It's just one of those $10 things from Banggood, that, but they're waterproof and about five meters of light wrapped around this airplane. Nice. <laughs> So, so lots to go on, lots to play with, lots to build, particularly particularly as the the weather starts getting a little worse. Um, And then Wednesday this past week, uh, one of my flight test friends, or flight test friends, uh, Andy Chase, who's a pilot out of the U.S., was in, in Ottawa. So we, I picked him up from work, and we went out, and we flew a couple planes. And so he got to fly the Sea Duck for the first time, flew the Arrow, and a few others. And uh, we, we had a really good time uh, getting out, and, you know, he got to fly a couple things he had never flown, and we did some night flying. It was cold and windy, so that didn't last us too long, but still a good time, so... That's been my week, so I don't think I get to fly today based on the weather, but like I said, I'll, I got some builds and some fun stuff to do. Hmm. David, I, I got to mention this because I thought it was a great idea and I keep forgetting about it, <clears throat> but Crash Bandicoot mm-hmm. said what he would love to see is you with a EDF foamy full tilt crashing through a chain link fence at full speed in HD slow-mo. Ooh, I like the chain link fins. And the re- ah. the reason I'm saying that is because my and we've Pat. talked about it before. My buddy, one buddy Pat, who has a uh, had a T28. That happened to him. His went full tilt boogie through a chain link fence, and it was like a paper shredder. And it was the most epic thing I have ever seen. Man, that's a good idea. I'm writing that down. Yes. And I'll, I'll just I'll talk about it real quick for those who you know this was. Probably when we first started, I talked about this story, but this was a long time ago, probably, oh man, four or five years ago, uh, we had our T28s that we were always out cranking around and, you know, we started to get good and do formation flying, do all kinds of crazy stuff. And at the school we fly, um, always people out watching us and having fun. And well, that morning, the they had something going on and all the students were there and the buses were there and the parents were there and we're all flying around. We had all the, there was probably a, I don't know, somewhere between 50 to 100 people standing out there watching us, and we're all having a good time, and we were getting all the oohs and all the ahs, and we are like, on top of the world, like, man, this is fantastic. Well, next thing I know, Pat says, hey, man, I don't have no control. Something's wrong. I, I have nothing. Well, the T-28 was full tail boogie. I mean, full throttle, comes around. Luckily, it was pretty straight and level straight in through a chain link fence and it literally looked like a paper shredder it hit that fence and just foam everywhere and i mean and it was a little windy so you had these foam chunks floating through the air and you had all those people there just went oh <laughs> and we pat and i looked at each other and it was like one of the most epic crashes i've ever seen with a foam airplane it was unbelievable And what we found out, what it boiled down to is, you know, again, this was five, six years ago, 
when they had the regular DX6i transmitters, they had took regular kind of double uh, uh, A batteries in them. One of his batteries got corrosion in it, and they were in there forever. And what happened was it had just got enough corrosion to where it shut the radio off. Oh, that's not good. No, yeah. and we you know we didn't realize at first. We were like, man, what happened? Why did it quit? And and then when we got picked up what foam chunks we could and got back to the truck and looked at his radio, it was shut off. And we're like, my radio shut off. But, you know, the batteries weren't dead because I didn't get my alarm, didn't go off or anything. And we pulled the battery uh, cover off and seen one corroded battery in there, and it just shut it down. Actually, we cleaned it off a little bit, stuck it back in, and fired right back up, and that was a whole problem. Wow. So that's my story, oh, that's awesome. and I'm sticking to it. So, yeah, that would be cool to see see that in slow motion. Heck, yeah, because I was thinking about doing it like yeah, against a concrete wall and uh-huh. just seeing it, like uh, pushing it. I, I wonder how difficult it's going to be to actually hit the spot, though. Uh, you just find a fence, you know, like a six-foot fence, you know. and it, Yeah, but it, I want to get the, the, oh, um, yeah. the focus and everything right and get it in the oh, shot properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. yeah paint, a, paint, a, paint a bullseye. <laughs> FPV, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, FPV. <laughs> I was thinking that too, actually. This it's not a really bad expensive. idea. This is getting really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I have FPV gear that doesn't, I mean, it's just laying yeah. around, old stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd I say, know. you know what, honestly, I'd say you'd get about three quarters to, if you're flying a Vigan, because I think that the, the wings would eventually become your stopping point. Like, you're going to go past... I'd say you go past the intakes and maybe about an inch into the wings and then it would just be too much mash. So you'd get this... this you'd get the... The real question is, what side of the fence would you shoot on? I would shoot on the... I would shoot sideways. Like, yeah. so you see it coming in and yeah. then just... Yeah. Kind of going oh, yeah, through yeah, yeah. it. I, I think... Yeah. I mean, the, the vegan would be good, but, you know, with that kind of foam, though, it just kind of crunches up and, you know, a ball. No, I was thinking doing it in Depron. Ooh. Oh, okay. Oh. So you don't have any covering or anything. Yeah. That would just shred. Yeah, that's yeah. why I was thinking yeah. something more like Z-foam or has the little tiny, you know, molded, the little balls, because when it hits, it, it really just shreds. It's just oh, confetti. Yeah. Yeah, that would, oh my gosh, that would be awesome! Good yeah, idea, yeah. thumbs up. All right, who was that? That was uh, Crash Bandicoot on the forums. Yeah, he he uh, mentioned that a while back, and I kind of forgot about it. And I was like, oh yeah, I got to throw that out there. So, David, what other things have you been doing or working on over there? How's the uh, the uh, baby try going and stuff like that? Baby try is going good. Mm-hmm. I'm having trouble with. Uh, I sold out of all the servos, so oh. completely out, and the manufacturer promised the delivery time of a month Ooh, wow uh, actually two months is the delivery time but then um when the date was coming up and uh, they said um yeah we're not going to be able to deliver until a month later Ooh. so it was, it's three months since i ordered yep. them wow uh so people have been waiting uh-huh. for uh, almost a month the the, the person that waited longest. So I had to buy Hobby King Turnigy servos that are rebranded um, servos, mm-hmm. uh, the exact same ones, the Bluebird oh, okay. servo, and then modify them by hand. Oh, you're mm. kidding me. To the feedback wire. 
is is that why you you're experiencing manufacturer delays because they actually are doing a modification to an existing product or they just have to build them from scratch for you they build them from scratch Um, but like whatever servo you order from bluebird they build them Um, so it like they do everything wow um like um, yeah, and it takes it takes time for them. So every time it takes two months. So I have to stay ahead two months. But mm-hmm. then releasing the baby tricopter resulted a ton of servos at the same time. Wow. Yeah. Um, volumes, yeah. You so you you're, yeah. you have to you have to have the cash on front to get the volume. I wouldn't want to be a business person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Sometimes it's not great. So been sitting here modifying servos for two days, and I'm halfway through. Oh my gosh! Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> and that's tiny. Those are tiny little wires. So how's the uh, like the updates with it and the you know flying it and so getting. It's great. It, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, the firmware is more or less done. Mm-hmm. Feels like we can probably improve a little bit better on it, but we're kind of hitting the the ceiling ish. Mm. It flies great. It's a little bit uh, tricky to tune since it's smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, it's fantastic when you get it right. It's fast and it's agile. It's fun to fly. And it still has some weird tendencies when you go full throttle and then kill it all the way. Mm-hmm. It kind of tumbles. Mm. Uh, but as long as you don't do that, it's, yeah, flies really interesting. It's kind of different towards uh, compared to a quad. Now, my question is, especially for people that are, say they're out there and a little on the fence on what to get, what are the big differences between the baby try and the mini try? What do you like, not like about the two, or what are some of the big differences the uh, mini tricopter is more stable mm-hmm. it's kind of um in yeah it's more or less in between the uh the larger tricopter the right. version four and the baby the baby is really agile and quick and it's it's made for really fast flying mm-hmm. it doesn't do the cinematography stuff super well mm-hmm. uh, compared to the mini which flies awesome now with the the latest firmware uh-huh. it is so spot on and it's smooth but it's fast so you get a little bit uh both worlds there mm-hmm. uh so it all depends on what you want to do the uh the mini is a little bit heavier too and it flies on the same power setup um man i couldn't imagine the the baby on the same power setup as the mini oh. it's crazy it's crazy Wow. Now, my curiosity is, how does it kind of stack up? I mean, obviously, it's a tricopter and you have one less motor, but how does it kind of stack up to some of the, you know, the racing drones out there? Depends. Um, Like, because there's so many different setups. They're already pushing the boundaries of batteries Mm -hmm. with the four crazy motors and all that. Um, Yeah. Uh, you can do the same thing on a tricopter. You just run more powerful motors, so you mm. can get the same performance. Uh, so, it, I mean, it doesn't really matter. It turns on a dime when you fly around, mm-hmm. when you do turns. It's mm-hmm. really nice uh, going through gates. So, it's eh, it, it's different. It's not the same. It's a little bit different. And it's kind of, yeah, I want to get second opinions on how it compares the really good 
quad, but yeah, I think it's uh, yeah, it's it's different. Yeah, I think I read somewhere somebody was telling me now that some of these guys are already pushing five cell now on some of these uh, race quads. <laughs> did you I guys see it? Crazy. You, did you? Have you yeah, s- I've seen it. Oh my gosh, that just seems insane. I, I yeah, it, it is. It's crazy. I would do it if. Um, if it increased the efficiency, but that's not what they're doing. They're just making it crazy and explode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. So, uh, anything else new or anything you could tell us you're working on or what's going on? Or have um, you been flying at all? Anything? I have. Oh. I've been flying the FT Vigan. Really? Uh, of course. Yes. I built one uh, with the... Uh, um, Exact same one as in the episode with the the covering, so, the the stickers on it. So you had an extra nice. sticker kit. I have four more. Oh, even after now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, <gasps> sorry, that's my dog. That's fine. It's uh. Wow, he really doesn't like something outside. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> it's every time. So if. If the neighbors uh, honk their horn or uh, whatever, he gets upset. <laughs> like, um, what were we talking about? You were no. flying a vegan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Squirrel. Uh, Squirrel. Oh, my gosh, it flies <laughs> awesome. I fly it on two uh, 4S 1300s in parallel because oh, nice. that's what I have for the uh, racing yeah. tricopter anyway. Yep. And perfect weight, perfect uh, power setup in that EDF unit. It flies so good. Just you, I hand catch it when I land it. It's oh, amazing. Nice. nice. It's an EDF. Yeah, I know. It's probably the best EDF I've ever actually flown. Likewise. Yeah. Uh, oh, I love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. So I've been flying, flying that every like quite often. It's like you fly a battery in the morning and one in the evening, and like it's very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been also, do you remember the Traxxas Summit uh, RC car with the FPV gear on it? Yeah, yeah. That we were, uh, yeah. I had that when we were, uh, when I lived there. I remember that day. Flight test. Uh, it was a, it's a Traxxas Summit, so it's a bigger kind of yep. um, monster truck-ish thing. Yep. And I have FPV gear on it and the long range system and everything now. So I sit upstairs, and, I mean, I have a two-story window, and I sit in the window, and I can drive a couple of miles in a circle without oh any issue. Oh, my gosh. So I'm terrorizing the, the neighbors and driving and doing, uh, crawling in the woods. It's pretty awesome, and it's kind of nerve-wracking because, you, like, you kind of fall over. You're like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to walk exactly. a couple of miles to pick it up. Exactly. That would be my also, worst fear. Oh, I've done it, yeah, a couple of times, and you have to run out there and flip it over and run all the way back. But it's uh, it makes it more fun. Yeah, it's like hardcore. So, uh, one yeah. one time, Andre, this was a long time. I completely forgot about this. I don't know what we were doing. I maybe we went out to breakfast or something, and we stopped by the shop. You had that Traxxas truck down here. I, I, was that what it was? Anyway, 
you had this little like crawling course set up out here, like yeah. beside the shop. And you're like, hey, let's go out and drive the truck a little bit. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. And got the goggles on and you were going on. I'm like, let me try that a little bit. And there we were. We spent like, I think an afternoon out there FPV in this thing, like set up this course and you had to try to get through the whole course. And of course you were waxing me and I'm, cause I'm coming in this like, oh man, I got all kinds of experience on RC cars, man. I'm no problem. But FPV is a complete different story. It is amazing because you, you're small. Yeah. Like everything is big. You feel like you're that size. Yeah, yeah. And you'd be going, you know, and with not having the actual vision of seeing exactly what the truck was doing, you know, to correct things, you know, you're basically in the driver's seat. So I'm like, oh, I got this. And the truck would roll over. And I'm like, well, that didn't work, you know. <laughs> That was a yeah. Good. We had a, a kind of pallets yeah. stacked up, and you had to go over like a bridge yep. and underneath it, and all the rocks. Oh, it's it's awesome. That was cool. I completely forgot about that. You know, that's that, I, I might have to. Uh, I don't have a crawler, but I got a bunch of cars. Maybe I ought to sell them, buy a crawler, and set it up FPV because that was a lot of fun. The guys, oh, it's fantastic, been, and that's high and low rate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. So no, go ahead. I was just gonna say the guys, the two or three trucks have suddenly appeared at our, our field, and it's the flyers, and they're like, "Yeah, it's just a backup. You know, if the field's busy, we can do something else." And it's all the FPV rig is on there. Uh, I took my old Corrali uh, race car, and I was goofing around with that, strapped on some. I had a, a just a terrible RC truck, but I stole like the wheels and everything off that, and then glued them onto the to the RC car, and just having fun doing that. So. You know, it's just uh, something else to do. Although yeah, I did see the brush. Yeah, when it's bad weather, you just do yeah. that. Yeah, and I was in the backyard, and I could see the brush motor smoking. <laughs> I'm like, okay, need some different power setups here or something. But uh, and, and yeah, it's one of those things where it's yeah, you, you just just something else to do. You know, just to keep your 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 mind numb and fingers nimble, right? Um, I was asked, uh, I've been working away on the multi-RC shenanigan frame. I'm having fun with that. And uh, there's a funny story about this. I've got to replace one of the props already. So James was on the goggles because I'm still tuning it to, for my preference, when I fly um, FPV with it because it's it's a pretty zippy little creature. And I'm like, ah, air mode, flip. And I'm doing unpowered flips and then catching it as it comes down. You know, do two, and then three. And James is like, what am I watching? And he's like... I'm like, I'm flipping through the air. And he said, do one more. So I try and do four. And I come down and I'm like, full throttle. And I clip the grass and it changes the angle. And the thing shoots at me to the deck and I bounce it off the deck and snap one of those little three-inch props. I'm like, that was awesome. But now I'm going to go put another prop on it. But it is such a nimble little thing. And uh, I've been slowly working away at the raids. Actually, it's been a good exercise for me because I don't often have a chance to sit there and tune something correctly so it's been a good learning experience Mm -hmm. just to find out what i like and what i want because obviously there's a difference for me there's always been a difference between line of sight flying and then fpv flying right so it's like oh no it's you know it feels good line of sight but then i get into fpv and it's i need to adjust to that to that that those rates because it's like whoa it's way too aggressive Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, but it's yeah. been a good learning curve. But it's been a, it's a good it's a tough little rig. Um, and I still got to build up the the little smaller one. But that's like you know that thing is 150 millimeters, spinning some 4,000 what are they 1307 motors and 3s 800 powered. So it's just a crazy little thing. Cute little FPV system on it, and just you know 
It's but uh, I'll have it flying around the backyard. <laughs> I uh, I gotta go and move. I I put up some those solar powered LED lights in the tree, and I just about cut the I just about cut the lead wire off the solar panel because I came whipping around the corner. I'm like, oh, black wire. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, I would have had to solder that back together. I would have been real messy. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Alrighty, I uh, I need to take off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no problem. Uh-huh. We're we're just uh, well, we can wrap this thing up too. Um, so uh, oh, I forget where I was going. Uh, yeah, that's fine, David. If you got to get going, uh, we appreciate you coming and hanging out with us. I love to have you on. Uh, anybody, go check out rcexplore.se. He's got tons of videos on there. Slow Mo is his other YouTube channel. is really cool. If you haven't checked that out, sounds like we're going to have some uh, newer stuff coming up. Um, awesome idea. I want to do that. Yeah. Cool. And uh, go check out the website, rcexplorer.se, for all your tricopter needs, all kinds of uh, cool stuff on there. And I still, you still got videos and stuff on your website, too. So that's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. So uh, yeah. we'll just wrap this up. Got a couple things. David, if you got to go, that's fine. Ooh, I hear noises. Yeah, I'll run. Okay. Hey, man, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Yeah. Take care. All Bye. right. All right, Andre. Uh, it, was yeah. there anything else? There's a few things I wanted to talk about here, real quick. Um, no, we can we can finish off. One thing I wanted to mention: um, we put it up on the FT After Hours Facebook page, and I wanted to mention it in case you haven't heard about it. Um, guy on the forums, you might know him as Night Flyer, uh, Dave mm-hmm. and Leah. Um, on September 11th, they they had a major fire and actually burnt down their whole garage, uh, part of their house. They they lost everything. And like, if anybody knows um, Dave and and seen the stuff that he's collected over the years, whether it be old radios or old planes or member, I mean, the guy had tons of stuff. And basically, they've lost everything. And it couldn't. I mean the nicest guy in the world always uh very helpful um so what they did is they set up a gofundme page for him Uh, i think it's called i'm trying to find the link well i'll tell you what we'll put a link probably for him but they do have a gofundme page uh and then right now i think they're up to around 10 grand so anything if you guys want to help them help them out i'm sure they would greatly appreciate it i just wanted to throw that out there a little bit so everybody knows. I, I couldn't imagine mm-hmm. that you know something that happening yeah. like that. That's yeah. that's terrible. And it it was it wasn't an RC related fire. It was a electrical fire in the so it wasn't like light bows or anything right. like that. So it's it's even it's even more heartbreaking because it's like oh well it's heartbreaking no matter what. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to throw that out there. Um, other than that, I think we're about done here. I think we covered a lot of stuff. Uh, thanks for joining us on Periscope. We'll have to figure out the Facebook Live thing. I don't know what's going on with that. We'll get that worked out. Uh, go check out the After Hours uh, Facebook page if you uh, want to interact with us or have any questions or whatever. Um, I know I've said it before, too. If you got more technical questions, send them in. Throw them on our Facebook page or email me at chris at flighttest.com or whatever. David loves to answer the technical questions. Now, the problem is if you send them right to David, Usually he'll answer them and then it'll be done with. <laughs> so that happens a lot. So if you send them to us, I'll get them first and then we can ask David the question. So if you have anything technical, no matter what it is, electronic wise or plane wise or whatever, the guy's got all kinds of knowledge. Um, we can answer them for you. Um, 
I think that's about it, man. Uh, we'll get out of here. Anything you wanted to add, Andre, before we get out of here? No, nah, it's been a good week. We've had our fun, so uh, hopefully the weather will clear up and we'll get out and get some more flying. Yeah, it's been raining here all week. Like, we've been cooped up raining. Actually, yesterday wasn't too bad. It was supposed to rain, but then we woke up to rain again today. It's been pretty yeah. nasty. So uh, I think the seasons are changed. I can, I can feel it. You can see it. So we got to gear yeah. up for fall and switch things around. and Switch up the high wings. So yeah. uh, there was a note for Matter Drain, and that is really awesome. The Liberty Bell uh, Foundation is, I think that's what they're still calling it. Um, anyhow, they've gotten their FAA uh, um, exemption, so oh. the B-17 is going to fly again. Oh, fantastic. So I, I, you know what I said to Adam? I said, when this got, when this sets up, if we can get, I will I will come down for a weekend and maybe we can get David over. And I, I because when, when I was devastated that, 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 that opportunity to go flying after what you guys described, mm-hmm. but we'll save that for another show. We'll get yep. Adam on yep. and we can talk about it and we can drum this thing up because that is an experience that I want <laughs> to do. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, yeah. just unbelievable. So I think that's it. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back here in a couple of weeks. Hopefully we'll have some, uh, Oh, one thing. <laughs> I don't know if Mike Coolins is still listening, but in case you don't know, Mike's this huge avid hunter and we've probably lost Mike for a while. He's out in a tree stand. <laughs> I'm sure this morning, I think I actually seen him on Periscope briefly. Uh, he, he said he was home, not hunting, but um, no, he can't afford any more RC products because he's got to get that 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 deer from last year. He's sent it off to the taxidermy. <laughs> Jeez. So I didn't even call Mike because he said he wasn't available. He's it, hunting yeah. season is on. on. So we'll see yeah. what happens. I would still like to go out and find him one day with the Phantom <laughs> and see him in the tree stand. It'd probably really turkey him off, but I don't care. I still think it would be funny and uh, throw that video up and talk about it. But well, we'll see what happens. So. Thanks, Andre, for joining me. I appreciate it. Um, We'll see you guys in a couple weeks. I'm going to shut down Periscope. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. Bye.